Do you think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's created an eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity, nothing will be impossible. Hello, and thank you for joining us on another week right here at Las Vegas United. I'm your host, Aaron Pino. Here at Las Vegas United, we are partnering with God to create an eternal testimony of His goodness, mercy, and power right here in the Las Vegas Valley. And listen, before we get started in today's show, would you do me a favor, wherever you're watching this from, I know some people are watching on King 17, others are watching on Facebook, YouTube, maybe you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Would you go ahead and if you're, if you're able to, would you go ahead and hit that heart button down below? Would you like, comment, and subscribe to this channel? Because we want to let more people know what God is doing right here in Las Vegas. So without further ado, we have an amazing, Amazing show today. I have a friend of mine on the show. Uh, we just we've just been laughing before we even started recording and just sharing testimonies of God's goodness. So um, I'm excited today. We have on the show my friend Matthew Tice. Matthew, what's up, man? Good to have you on man, the show. So man. glad to be here. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. I'm, the pleasure is all mine. I'm, I'm glad you could make it on the show. Mm -hmm. So, uh, man, tell us a little about yourself. How long you've been in Vegas? Uh, ministry, everything. Tell us all that good stuff. Sure. Man. So I, I get to serve as the executive pastor of Liberty Baptist Church. We meet at 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. Uh, you've been there. It's yep. off of Rainbow and Lake Mead. So maybe the Northwest part of the Valley. I've served there for almost 22 years. Uh, my dad started this ministry. In fact, we, we met at the yeah. church where my dad trusted Christ as his savior. Yeah. Um, my grandparents moved here back in the late forties because my grandmother needed to divorce her husband so that she could marry my grandfather. <laughs> it's a Las Vegas story. There you go. And That's right. my dad's the third of their children together. Both of them came to know Christ as their savior. Uh, but my dad grew up here at 17 years old. Uh, he went over to Trinity Life Center yeah. and uh, heard an evangelist preach and share the gospel. And there he gave his life to Christ. Uh, he went to college in Virginia where he met my mom. And they decided to plant a, a Baptist Bible-believing church yeah. here in the Las Vegas Valley. And in 1977, they started that church. And uh, I was born in 78, and I've been a part of that church ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Before we started talking, I said, so I know you've been with your dad your entire life, but how long have you been with the church? And man, like I, like I told you before, Ed, I want to do it on air too, 22 years yeah. serving your dad. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I want to say it publicly. Uh, if no one else has told you, thanks for your faithfulness, oh, man. Praise the Lord. Because of your faithfulness in serving your dad, uh, I believe that countless people here in the Las Vegas Valley and around the world um, are benefiting because of your faithfulness. And wow. so if no one else has told you, I want to tell you, man, thank you very kind. for serving so incredibly well. Oh, I love it. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, do a lot of work, but uh, serving the Lord <laughs> wouldn't want to do anything different. Oh, I know. Me neither. I mean, it's... Uh, <clears throat> I tell people like this, like the greatest thing God's ever done for me is help me become a child of God. Sure. I, I accept Jesus. The second greatest thing is he's given me the opportunity to serve in his house. Right. It's a privilege. Right. It's really a privilege and an honor to do that. And I, and I understand not everyone gets to do that yeah. uh, in the capacity that you and I get to do. Right. And so I think it's incredible. When I was 17 years old, I was making a decision about going to college. 
and I was going to go and become a lawyer so that I could make a lot of money because oh, all lawyers are rich, right? And then I wanted to <laughs> run for office because I thought I'm going to be a senator and try to affect things. And when I was 17, I never had really one of those come to Jesus moments. It mm -hmm. was just pragmatically, if I can make an eternal difference and be paid to tell people about Jesus, man, is there anything better than that? And yeah. so... Uh, I'm thankful that the Lord saw fit to call me as unworthy as I am. But man, what right. a great opportunity to be compensated, to be, to have an occupation yeah. of telling people about Jesus. It's the greatest. It's it absolutely, really it's, 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 uh, it's really the greatest. And you guys at Liberty do it so well, man. Oh, you're kind. You guys do it so well. <clears throat> um, obviously, you know, you have family around the, uh, around the Valley who, you know, you guys have launched out your, a lot of your siblings are in ministry and everything like that. Um, but what I love about Liberty is the longevity you guys have had here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up here. Um, I got I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 18 years old. I moved away from here. I've come back. And in the time that I've been involved with Las Vegas, a lot have come and a lot have gone. Sure. And you guys have stayed the course. Yeah. Um, what would you what would you say? the key to Liberty's longevity has been? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, oh, but no. I mean, what do you think that is? Man? Great question. So first of all, everything is because we serve a wonderful God. That's so right. Jesus Christ is everything that anything at Liberty of any good is done because of him. I would say number two, because of the authentic, authentic walk with God that my parents have constantly mm. displayed. My parents are imperfect. My parents are uh, sometimes they'll get angry. Sometimes they'll not say things or they, they, they've made a whole bunch of mistakes. They'd be the first to admit it, but they have a deep, authentic and passionate mm -hmm. walk with God. And whether they're making a decision, it was the right decision or a wrong decision. They're authentically trying to do what they believe Jesus Christ would want them to do. And then the third thing is this, there's a grit to both of my folks oh. that they we are going to get this done. <laughs> We're going to, this will happen. This is how things are going to happen. And under, you know, the leading of the Holy Spirit, but this is what's going to happen. So that authentic walk with God yeah. and that determined grit, um, we're going to drive this home. doesn't oh, yeah. matter what, if we're up till four in the morning, if we, there were many times my dad was a church planter and this, it doesn't, it seems awkward now to think of it this way, but we lived over off of Rainbow and Flamingo. Mm. And many times we would drive home. And if we stopped at the AM PM at, uh, it's kind of emotional at That's Rainbow right. in Charleston. It meant that the offerings were good and we would get paid that week. And there were many times when we would drive by on a Sunday night and we wouldn't stop at the AMPM, which meant it was a peanut butter and jelly week and we weren't going, the offerings weren't good. And that's authentic. Mm -hmm. That's an authentic walk with God it says, okay, we're still going to do this next week and we're going to feed all five of these dumb kids <laughs> and uh, however we're going to do it. And if it's peanut butter and jelly and ramen, we'll do that. Um, but that was always a marker to see if we stopped the AM PM and get 49 cent sodas, whether or not it was a good week uh, wow. financially. And that's grit. That's determinate. We're going to work and we're going to work hard. And that was all the way up and through my high school years. So as a 14, 15 year old, you're watching these things happen and yeah. seeing that authentic walk with God incredible i love it mm -hmm. you know um when you when you uh when you plant a church or start a work and you have a young family mm -hmm. your family is a part of it whether you realize it or want it or not sure and um i love i love the fact that you have this story of whenever you're a little boy 
Mm-hmm. And remember this mm-hmm. because it marked you mm-hmm. all these years later, it marked you and it didn't make you uh, ministry has not made you bitter. Mm. It has not made you not want to be a minister. I mean, <clears throat> we were just talking earlier about some of the plans that you guys have in the works. And I mean, you're continuing to, you're continuing the legacy of grittiness mm-hmm. of authenticity. And I just think that's so incredible. And it's a testimony. Yes. Of God's absolutely goodness and grace, but it's also a testimony of your parents too, mm-hmm. man. I think that's, Oh, I, yeah. That story hit me right here because yeah. I think of my own little kids, Max yeah. and Bella. Max right now is nine, Bella's five. Mm-hmm. And the stories they'll tell whenever they're, uh, however old you are, uh, we won't say. You know what I mean? I I'm 43 years old. I'm happy, I'm happy I made it this far. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah. I, think that, I, think, I think that's. Uh, and they included us. So, man, I, kn- I know about ministry. It's second nature to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas my peers that I went to college or seminary with, you know, they're learning this. So much is second nature because you you heard about counseling or you were dealing with this issue or you knew because it was just this is how we navigate life as a family. And I think that's a important principle. And I don't think that's just for pastors. I think that's for the businessman. I think that's for the police officer, the guy who works at Envy Energy. Your ministry is your life. And life is ministry because when we stand before God, mm-hmm. we're not going to care if we drove a BMW or if we drove a Buick. We're not going to care whether or not our bank account. Uh, we, we're not going to care about the accolades or the promotions or who recognized us on a billboard or a f- social media post. We will only care about what was done for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if we can remember a hundred years from now, all of that goes away. Who cares? Yeah. What's done for Christ matters. And so my life is ministry. So whether you're working a, a six day a week job and you're going and teaching Sunday school, understand that six day a week, that's ministry. Yeah. And that Sunday school's ministry because I'm a Christian Sunday through That's Saturday. Right. I'm always Come a Christian. On, I That's never right. give it up. I don't, st- I don't stop being a Christian to go to work. I'm a Christian 100% of the time because I'm the light of the world. I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm supposed to be the salt. I'm going to start preaching here in a yeah, second. Come on, hey, I'm, about to sound, I'm, I'm starting to feel the Holy Ghost in the studio. I thought you're exactly. Baptist, man. What's going on? I am on? Baptist. I didn't believe in the Holy Ghost. I think it's important. I know. I know. I'm yeah. teasing, which is so funny. It reminds me of the time, like, uh, I told you I was going to tell this story, but we, you invited me to a, um, like, a pastor's conference uh, that was all Baptist. It was, it was a Baptist Amen. conference. And you know, you know. I'm a Baptist. <laughs> and, you know, like. You know, I'm a, I'm a charismatic Pentecostal guy. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. Oh, I might have to leave. Forgive me. But yeah. what cracked me up though is, is whenever you invited me to the conference, like, Hey, listen, I just want to let you know, if you start speaking in tongues and fall out in the altar space, you're going to embarrass everybody. Everybody here's going to be like, what in the world's going on there? Oh yeah, man. Then we sat down at the table and they're like, and you're like, so Aaron is, uh, he's not Baptist, uh, you know, and everyone at the table kind of looked at me I, like, I've, I've I've never felt so awkward in the church service. <laughs> Think what it's like for the Baptists go to the Pentecostal church. I, you know, yeah. I, I thought that same yeah. thing whenever it happened. I was like, so this is what you guys felt like, like a couple weeks ago, whenever they called you up for being Baptist in the Pentecostal service. Oh man. It's so great though, man. I like, oh yeah, dude. I like how we can, how we can get together and laugh about this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love what God's doing in Las Vegas. Cause it's unique, isn't it? It's super unique because we're all part of God's family. We're all on the same team. And even though we might have some the- theological things that are different at the core of who we are, 
you love Jesus, I love Jesus, and we need to tell everybody about him. Yes. So you know what? Mm -hmm. Everything else, it doesn't even matter. We can talk about it when the cameras are off. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, Oh, man, you cracked me up. I just... <laughs> well, the expressions of our faith might be different, but I believe that fundamentally we are believers. You believe that Jesus is God. You believe that the word of God is our faith, our, our practice, our standard for everything that we do. Yeah. We believe in salvation by grace through faith alone. That's so right. I'll never be good enough. I'll never be baptized enough. I'll never be able to do whatever mighty works. Salve the fundamentals of who we are is this Christian believe in Jesus, believe in his book and believe that he did everything yeah. necessary for our sins. After that, Let's disagree about a number of different things. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the world should only see that we, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, that uh, we have a short haircut or a certain, <laughs> no. oh no, that we love one another. That's right. That mm -hmm. we love one another. Mm -hmm. And, and I like, I love the fact that we can sit here with our differences and just talk about the goodness of God. Oh, he's wonderful. Because the reality is, is he's, he's so beyond, uh, He's so beyond a lot of these things. You were, t you were telling me a story um, about someone you were just ministering to the other day. Tell, tell us about that story, man, if that's okay. You don't have to drop any names oh, no, or no, anything it's like great. that. So we have a family friend. Uh, we'll come to church often. We'll be present for uh, special things in our family. My daughter sends graduation announcements. She's, she's a dear family friend. Um, her, a few years ago, she shared with me her salvation testimony. And I said, tell me about you trusting Christ as our savior. And it was vague. I'm a person that, that believes that salvation is an event. There's a born again experience, yes, John yes, chapter three. Yes. So it's not something that you evolve into or that you, there's an event where you trust Christ as your savior, believeth on the son of God, um, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. So she said, well, I grew up in church and knew about Jesus, knew all of these things. Um, and that was her salvation testimony. I don't ever remember not knowing about the Lord. And then there was a, there was an article that she wrote that she shared with me. And in the article, she said something to the effect of, I hope that I'm one of the lucky ones who make it into heaven. Oh. And when I saw that, it concerned me because it's somebody I love. And uh, so I called her and said, hey, could we have 15, 20 minutes this week? Went over and I met with her. And uh, I said, I want to talk to you, make sure you know for sure you're going to have She started to cry mm -hmm. and went through the gospel, how that Jesus died, was buried and rose again to pay for all of our sins. I'm no better than yeah. you. You're no better than me. And either what he did there was valid or um, there's got to be something else we do. But Jesus said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you like to pray and receive Christ? And there um, she prayed and received Christ as her savior. Awesome. Uh, afterwards, <clears throat> she said, I'm 70 years old. And I've known these things my entire life, but today's the first time I understood it. Yeah, man, that's so that's what life's all about. It's not about building my religion and my church. And it's about people will either spend eternity in heaven or hell. That's right. It's just the facts. And so we have to tell people about Jesus. We have to. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact <clears throat> she was 70 years old. Man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That just tells me like no one is is too old. Yeah. No one is too far gone. Nope. No, like, and no one's too hard for, nope. for Jesus either. And the fact that that, that happened for her, uh, and I know you didn't say this, but I know she went back home and, and she felt the newness. It was an event. It, yeah. was, it wasn't just, uh, a, I'm going to say, a decision. It was something genuinely. The Holy that, Spirit of God came and lived inside of her. Yeah. It's huge, right? Yeah. And, and what's amazing, Jesus said two things. Jesus said that the fields are white under harvest. Mm. Lost people are everywhere. 
they're all over the place. The person you work with, the person you got your coffee from this morning, the people need to know Christ. They're everywhere. The fields are white unto harvest. And you're not the only person witnessing. John 16 says that the Holy Spirit of God is about the world, reproving the world of sin mm. and of righteousness and of judgment. So when you talk Come to on, somebody Matthew. about the gospel, on, you are giving somebody the second the, the second witness, because the Holy Spirit's been pricking, pricking their hearts. Mm -hmm. You're a sinner. There's a righteous God. And someday you're going to give an account to him. Oh, here's some good news. Jesus loves you and paid for your sins. Yeah. That's our job. I don't have to save anybody. Jesus did it. Yeah, that's right. I just right. need to tell. You just got to tell him. Man, I'm getting fired up, man, hanging out with you. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm getting some so word in me. I feel really good. I feel like I passed the offering button. Yeah, let's we, do we've it. we the church yes. already. Somebody play the organ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. So so talk to me. I know, I know um, Liberty has a, a lot of different uh, facets to the ministry. You have a radio station. Sure. You have a church. You have a school. Um, at the core of who Liberty is, what's, what's Liberty's vision for Las Vegas? And I know it goes beyond Las Vegas. Vegas, but but what is is the core of Liberty's vision for Las Vegas? We say that our mission statement is to develop disciples for Jesus Christ, and we think that's a four-step process. To be a disciple for Jesus Christ, you have to first be saved. You have mm -hmm. to acknowledge your sin and receive a Savior. Number two, you become a student of the Word of God. So I have nothing to share with people if I'm just giving of myself, because I there's not a whole lot here, mm -hmm. but the Bible is full of God's truth. So all disciples must be saved. They must become students of the word of God so that number three, they can serve. So there's a place that I'm supposed to be investing where I'm serving. I'm working. It might be picking up trash. It might be passing an offering plate. It might be picking up uh, a spraying over graffiti. It might be serving a hot meal at three square, but every Christian needs to be serving. That's mm -hmm. my third step. And then the fourth step of the discipleship process is where I shepherd others to where now I am the model of what a Christian is supposed to be. I'm telling people how to be saved. I'm telling people how to become a disciple of Jesus yeah. Christ. So the discipleship process is the core of what our ministry is all about. So whether we're doing big bounce houses or we're giving away Christmas trees or whether we're giving away pumpkins or doing a, a world evangelism conference, it's all about developing disciples for Jesus Christ. Wow, that's, that's awesome. It's, it's plain, it's simple, it's concise. <clears throat> um, being on the show, I've brought on different pastors and leaders and I've obviously, you know, being in, in leadership ourselves, we rub shoulders with different leaders. Um, and I find even as you're talking, like the core of churches that are really making an impact that at the core for they are, has that process. They get them saved. They get them discipled. That's mm -hmm. where you said the word of God, mm -hmm. you get them serving mm -hmm. and then you actually get them active with bringing someone else along. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think uh, there's some churches who have that. There's some churches who don't. Where some churches are all just, let's have an amazing service and send everyone home. Mm -hmm. But what I like about what you guys have going on, it's, it's active in reaching people, raising people up, and then eventually just releasing people to do what they feel like they're, what they're meant to do mm -hmm. in their sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's absolutely outstanding. As a church or as the body of Christ, we should be sure that we are moving people in a process, not just an event. So I believe that salvation is a process, but discipleship is, uh, I, I believe that salvation is an event, right. but discipleship is a process. Mm -hmm. I'll never be perfect until right. I shed this tabernacle, as the Bible says, right. in the King James. Uh, so until, <laughs> I, until I shed this tabernacle, yeah. will I be um, will I have that perfection, uh, that Christ-likeness? 
but every single one of us are supposed to have that event of salvation, that born again experience, but disciple making, it's all the way along. And too often, I think we as churches, we focus on events and I'm for events, get a thousand people in a stadium, tell them all about Jesus. Let's get that event. But we have to connect folks to a process. God works in process. The sun comes up and goes down. The the grass withers and grows. Mm -hmm. It's a process. God works in process. And, um, and an event can be the catalyst to begin that process too. Yeah. Very good, man. I feel smart. I mean, I just like hanging out with you, man. I oh no, you smarter. bring out the best in me. It's <laughs> pastor Aaron. He brings oh, out the no best way, in me. No way, man. I'm telling you, I feel smarter with, with you. I feel re, re revived when I'm with you. And I mean, no, but for real though, I think what, you, you carry, you carry yourself so well. And I know like, I'm going to give you some more praises, right? So oh, that's all right. Kind, yeah. But you carry yourself well, man. I could, I could totally see like in the beginning when you're like, I want to go be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. Cause you're extremely smart. You know what I mean? And you're like the details guy and you have all these answers already in your head before anyone asks you. And I think, um, your, your function in the body of Christ in Las Vegas is needed for what God is doing. Praise the Lord. Uh, because we all, we're part of one big body mm-hmm. and what I, what I love about the body is we can be diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we should, we should actually, we, we should actually celebrate the diversity. In my opinion, uh, we have too many people who I'm going to use an analogy here who are hands looking at people who are an ear and saying, why aren't you a hand? Yes. Cause I'm a hand. Mm-hmm. So you need to be a hand. And yep. then you have the ear talking to the foot saying, mm-hmm. why aren't you an ear? Mm-hmm. I'm an ear. You never listen. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> you never write. And I love the diversity in the kingdom, but also how we can come together under a spirit of unity, man. So, yes. um, I'm going to ask you two more questions. The question leading into this with, with the unity, what does a, a united Las Vegas look like to you, man? I believe Bible believing Christians focused on not, Church growth in Las Vegas should not be transplant growth. Mm-hmm. Me, me saying to folks from your ministry, look, we have a cooler church service this Sunday, or we're giving yep. away this free thing. The transfer growth has to, ha- we, we shouldn't celebrate that. It's going to happen, right? but transfer growth is not the goal. For the Church of Jesus Christ to be united, we look and say, we need to reach the dealer down on the strip, the cocktail waitress, the person who's working at Envy Energy, the construction worker. Those are, that's our mission field. My mission field is not the disgruntled people inside of your church. And I think if the body of Christ would say, this is my church, this is my pastor, and it's flawed because people like Matt pastor it or people like Aaron pastor these churches, it's flawed, but I'm here like like um, Aaron and her to lift up the hands of these folks so that our church is going to reach our community. Yeah. We become stronger then. And then we look for ingenious, insightful ways to reach the community. Sometimes giving a Christmas tree away is going to introduce somebody to Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes having a strong Bible preaching message, that's going to be the thing. But it always is focused on gospel centered. The aesthetics, the aesthetics can go away. Who cares about that if we're not using the aesthetics or the outreaches of a food pantry or a Christmas tree or a hockey program, whatever programs we use, mm-hmm. it always has to be gospel centered. Because if it's not, we're just a philanthropic ideal. Yeah. And that's no better than the hundred other nonprofits that are out there. Yeah. We bring the gospel of Jesus. Mm. Yes, sir. I couldn't have said it better than my, myself. As a matter of fact, I think I'm just going to steal that clip and just anytime anybody asks, Let's I'm do just going to throw it up yes. there. Yeah, just, <laughs> just dub your words into yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. So, man, if people want to get in contact with you guys and, and learn more about what you guys have going on, what's the best way for them to do that? 
we're at experienceliberty.com. That's our church website. And that gives you the resources to connect with me, any one of our church staff. KVXL Radio 101.1. Let me give a plug for that. Go ahead. It's a low-powered FM station, uh, specifically on the northwest part of the valley. You can reach it here, but it's not as strong as it would be on the southwest or in Henderson. Uh, but that's a great way to hear about our Bible teaching, Bible preaching. But all of our services are live streamed. And uh, you can hear all of our content, experienceliberty.com. There you go. Amazing. And we didn't even get to get into all the facets that you guys have going on. I mean, uh, I've been in meetings before where you guys actually minister to uh, uh, politicians here in Nevada. Uh, you guys have a, a, you know, educational system that you guys have. You guys have it going on, man. I, I want to be like Liberty one day yeah, whenever I grow up. I mean, you guys are really an example uh, and an inspiration to guys like me who are coming into the city um, and, and starting a work, man. So I just want to thank you personally for coming on the show, man. Thanks for, for, for being here today, sharing your heart, uh, and doing that. So thank you, man. Thanks Appreciate for letting you. us share our story. God Absolutely. bless you. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I want to thank you for watching this week's episode of Las Vegas United. Maybe you're watching, maybe you're listening. Do not forget, like, comment, share, subscribe, help us get the word out with what God is doing right here in Las Vegas, where we are here at Las Vegas United. We're partnering with God to create an eternal testimony of his goodness, mercy, and power right here in Las Vegas. So we will see you next time right here on Las Vegas United. God bless you. Hey, Las Vegas, we appreciate all your support for our show. Next week, Pastor Aaron talks with Lonnie and Tim about their new project, Dad Incorporated. Tim and Lonnie share their hearts for dads, especially in the city of Las Vegas, where 68% of homes are run by single parents with low income. They are on a mission to empower dads to take on the roles and qualities that Christ set them apart for, while setting them up for success in all areas of life. This show premieres on Facebook and YouTube on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also listen to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts Mondays at 8 p.m. If you live in Vegas, you can watch our show on over-the-air television on Keen Channel 17 every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 7.30 p.m. We hope you tune in. Our show is hosted by Pastor Aaron Pino of Overflow Church. To learn more about him and his ministry, please visit overflowchurch.co. The guest this week is Pastor Matthew Tice of Liberty Baptist Church. For more information, visit experienceliberty.com. You can also follow Pastor Matthew at Matt Tice on Facebook. Our show is directed by Javier Moreno. Production assisting by Julie Moreno. Edited by Javier and Jalen Moreno. Las Vegas United is produced by CTN Vegas, the Las Vegas location for the Christian Television Network. For more information about CTN Vegas and our show, please visit ctnvegas.com.